question everything. what's going on welcome back to question everything i'm your host kelsey if you're new here i basically just talk about how the government is run by blood-sucking reptilians and there are bigger issues than the ones you see on the media of course these are just conspiracy theories i hope you guys are all having a happy friday So, I know I said in this episode I was going to talk about the underground bases, CERN lab, and cloning, and I will get to that. However, I was thinking about it, and recently there's been obviously a lot of argument about a lot of things, especially these conspiracy theories. A lot of people just argue that some people are less intelligent, like, you're not educated, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I don't think the problem is a lack of intelligence. I think this world just lacks emotional intelligence. And okay, hear me out. The elite or whoever are running the world purposely don't teach us emotional intelligence, psychology, mental health in grade school when honestly I think that's like a vital time for us to be taught all those things about mental health because your brain as a kid is like a sponge and I don't know, maybe there are schools that do teach it, like, kudos to you, but the majority don't. I don't even think I took a psychology class until college, and it was an elective. It wasn't even mandatory, which I think it should be mandatory. I believe that everyone needs to learn about it. I also did graduate with a journalism degree, so we were taught marketing psychology as well. I know a bit of what these people do to sell us. Sell us food, sell us clothes, sell us fake government lies. (laughs) Ironically, during the beginning of Black Lives Matter movement, I was heavy into researching emotional intelligence, not only because I'm an empath, but (laughs) because at the time I couldn't grasp the fact that people were arguing about why I cared so much about it. And also I wanted to emotionally help people. So I had to do some research to not only understand myself, but understand other people as well. And I'm also on like this self-improvement journey. So emotional intelligence just ties in all together. So I ended up making a graphic about it on my personal Instagram. Some of you may have seen it because a lot of you commented on that picture when my account got banned. Uh, If you want to go check it out, it's on my personal account at Kelsey Cortez. But basically, emotional intelligence is the awareness of our own emotions as well as those of others to further understand each other and navigate through conflict. Like, honestly, you don't think these elite or reptilian whatever people (laughs) are expert in emotional intelligence? Like, being aware of how to manipulate our emotions is a part of emotional intelligence, as well as being aware when you're being manipulated is a part of emotional intelligence. That's why I think we lack it. Like, for example, Epstein. He lied his way through life. Uh, He didn't graduate any schools. He lied on his resume, lied in his jobs, and he was emotionally intelligent by using manipulation tactics, such as telling people what they want to hear, tampering with their emotions, basically using his quote-unquote charm, 
and getting people to fall in love with the person that he portrayed. And everyone does this. Companies do this. Salespeople do this. It's simple marketing. And you're probably wondering why I'm ranting about mental health and psychology when this podcast is about conspiracy theories. Don't worry, it will all make sense. So before I explain, I want to give you a word of the day. Actually, two words. So psychological manipulation, also known as emotional manipulation, is used in marketing, abusive family and friends, and of course our leaders. It's a type of social influence that aims to change the behavior or perception of others through indirect, deceptive, or underhanded tactics. By advancing the interest of the manipulator, often at another's expense, such methods could be considered exploitative and devious. Social influence is not necessarily negative. For example, people such as friends, family, and doctors can try to persuade you to change clearly unhelpful habits and behaviors. Social influence is generally perceived to be harmless when it respects the right of the influence to accept or reject it and not unduly coercive. So basically, if you're using this tactic to better someone else, like respectively, like it said, if they have a bad habit or behavior, then okay, yeah, that's good. But you also get their consent. But that's when the second word that I want to talk about comes in, subliminal manipulation. So once again, it's marketing, it's in movies, TV, songs. Subliminal marketing is a deliberate process created by communication technicians, whereby you receive and respond to information and instructions without being aware of it. Messages in the form of printed words, pictures, or voices presented either very rapidly or very obscurely bypass your conscious awareness. Anything consciously perceived can be evaluated, criticized, discussed, argued, and possibly rejected. That's why... The other one, you either say yes or no to whatever they're trying to manipulate you with and stuff like that. Anything programmed subliminally into your subconscious meets no resistance. This is where it gets scary. This subliminal information is stored in your brain and capable of influencing your judgment, behavior, and attitudes. And the key word here is that subliminal manipulation, subliminal marketing or whatever happens when we are not aware of it. It just bypasses our consciousness, but our subconscious is a lot stronger than our conscious, and that subconscious sucks it in like a sponge. They do this all the time with marketing, with movies and TV and songs, and that's why there's so much subliminal sexual advertising, which I will get into (laughs) because I really want to talk about this. So we have to become more conscious and aware of what we're listening to and watching. And also with toys too. Um, there's been a lot of toys recently that are being exposed. Like that one toy that if you touch like the bottom of the toy, it makes like a giggly sound or like different sounds, but it's really, really creepy. And the toys for girls. So why is there a button in the private part? And I mean, there's two buttons. There's one on the stomach and one on the private part. It's just, it's just, no you know like i see what you're doing (laughs) the worst part is like since your subconscious is a lot stronger it will retain that information and i think that's that's where brainwashing comes in that's where we've been programmed basically our whole lives so like i mentioned i know a lot about subliminal manipulation because i studied this in college okay so i went to school in vegas and i swear this is such a vegas thing but my freshman year i took a class called dance, sex, and entertainment. I'm not even kidding. And we studied subliminal marketing for sex and how sex sells. And I guess, I mean, 
now it's a common thing. It's known. Sex sells, you know? So how it sells in Hollywood, mainstream media, big companies, even food commercials. Like, I know if you're a 90s kid, you've seen those old commercials. I mean, I don't even know it because I don't even watch TV anymore. But there was this commercial for fast food where there's like a half-naked girl eating a big Whopper burger and like the Whopper is like spilling all over her boobs and stuff. But this is subliminal programming. It's getting people attracted to the burger and to buy the burger, but sex sells. How also these subliminal programmings have been pushing more girls to become strippers and porn stars. It it was so crazy watching all this in a classroom. And I was a freshman, so I was 18. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I'm glad I took the class now because looking back, now I, I see the manipulative shit that they do. Okay, mind you, I took this class before I even declared myself as a journalism major. So before I even got into like the marketing classes. So I was just taking a random class as an elective. And the way that everything is extremely hypersexual is insane. Obviously, we see it in music, in movies, like with WAP that just came out. Not gonna lie, that song's a bop, even though I know there's subliminal messages to it. But I love it. Now that everything is coming out, people are starting to notice it. That's why when I watched Out of the Shadows, if you haven't yet, you should really go watch it. They keep taking it down from YouTube, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere online. But basically, when I saw Out of the Shadows and saw all the subliminal messages in the Disney movies and the kids shows about sex, because they talk about it, I was like, oh my god, I learned about this five years ago. Like, it's legit. I mean, we even watch, like, horrible documentaries in class. Like, he would say, like, you don't have to stay and watch these because they're awful, but I, of course, stayed because I wanted to learn more about it. They were about sex trafficking and how these girls get trafficked into being porn stars and strippers and for these pimps and making money on all this stuff. And this was back in 2015. Like, the point I'm trying to make is that this stuff isn't new. Like, it isn't political just because of Pizzagate and QAnon. I came across this girl on TikTok. I know you guys saw this coming. If you've seen my tweets and you've seen my recent post, shout out to my group chat because they sent me this video and this girl was explaining how Pizzagate and pedophilia is an alt-right wing propaganda. And look, okay, before I play this video, because I do want you guys to listen to it, I want to mention that I, I respect other people's opinions and beliefs. If you don't want to believe that blood-sucking reptilians are running this country, then by all means, don't believe it. It's insane, you know? But I just don't like the fact that she was twisting the narrative, she was literally backing up the mainstream media, and making it political, and using manipulation to twist the truth. Like, it's not political at all. And oh my god, I was so angry. I even made a video, like, commenting back. But I'll say some things after I, I let you guys hear it. Here it is. Hey y'all, Save the Children is an alt-right conspiracy theory. Well, conspiracy theories, because, and you'll notice if you stop sharing poorly made and inaccurate memes, that they cannot decide which decades-old conspiracy to focus on. I mean, you think we would have known by now if Pizzagate, COVID-19, blood harvesting, legalizing pedophilia, and child sex trafficking were all run by Hollywood and the American government in a secret satanic cult? But hey, maybe I'm the crazy one. Real talk, the genius behind conspiracy theories is that it can take kernels of truth and stitch them together as loosely as possible to then build up their wild accusations. In this case, the kernels of truth are Jeffrey Epstein, the Me Too movement, and the real actual tragedy of 
of actual human trafficking. The brilliance this time around is that they are gaslighting parents and using that fear to build a more bipartisan base. No one can argue with them lest they sound like they are pro-child exploitation, and that's the whole point. Nobody just found out that children get kidnapped. And in reality, the Save the Children bullshit is preventing actual victims from getting saved. So no, Bill Gates, the Clintons, and Satan are not plucking your children off the streets. It's something much scarier. Majority of the time, victims know the person doing this to them, and it's happening in predominantly lower-income neighborhoods. Hey, maybe I'm just being cynical, and they'll keep fighting the good fight once their lives go back to normal. Okay, every time I get more mad. Okay, first of all, when she says, you think we would have known by now that Pizzagate, organ harvesting, etc. are all run by Hollywood and a secret satanic cult. Like, no, bitch. <laughs> Why would they be open about that? Like, no, we wouldn't have known about it by now. We have theories about it, yes. And I mean, like, Loki, some of us already know. I know that this stuff is kind of true. Because there has been people from Hollywood who have spoke out and we have done our research. <laughs> Look, I know that we have to focus on logic and not emotion when it comes to certain matter. But how can you not be mad that children are going through this and they don't have a voice to speak up? And I'm not allowing my anger to cloud my logic because I know that some conspiracy theories are fake. And I mentioned that, ironically, in the bonus episode and I said, some are pushed out to muddy the waters and get everyone confused. So that's why I'm not <laughs> clouding my logic. Some of it could potentially be propaganda. But this has been going on way longer than Trump's campaign or the 2016 Pizzagate apparently propaganda campaign. The documentaries I watched in that class dated back to the 80s. And the McMartin preschool case, which was a real case in the FBI files state that there was satanic rituals underground was back in the 80s as well. Like, I don't understand why it's all of a sudden an alt-right wing propaganda tool or whatever. It's not political at all. It's a real issue and people are trying to twist this narrative to back up the mainstream media. If the mainstream media is saying something, it's obviously the opposite of that. And like I mentioned a million trillion times, I'm not even a right winger. I don't support Trump. So I don't understand how I'm so passionate about this. And yeah, I partially believe in some of these theories. Mostly believe, if we're being honest. But that just proves that it's not all right wing propaganda, you know? She used manipulation. She says, they take kernels of truth and stitch them together as loosely as possible to then build up their accusations. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, look, <laughs> I will give her that because, like I mentioned, some conspiracy theories are fake, but that's on purpose. And she's using it to her advantage by making us feel dumb, like taking kernels of truth. And she claims those kernels of truth to be Jeffrey Epstein and the Me Too movement. And okay, look, I don't know if it's just me and because I pay attention to every single little detail now, but throughout the Jeffrey Epstein documentaries on Netflix, there was so much evidence that what he was doing was purely evil and satanic. I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. So first of all, he threatened victims with his witch friends. And of course, if you're watching this and you're not fully paying attention, that's just going to bypass your mind or you're not gonna fully grasp that but I caught it right away and okay this next one is a trigger warning so just fast forward but one of the girls explained that what he was doing to her wasn't normal and was kind of like a ritual and I don't think anyone got that either like the way he was touching her and stuff 
Um, there was also someone that said Epstein left a chicken's head on their porch as a threat. The artwork all around his house, like, it looked like spirit cooking and compare it to Podesta's, which Podesta's look purely demonic if you haven't seen his artwork. In one of the scenes where Virginia explained that Ghislaine asked her to have their baby for them and sign all the rights away. Okay, why the fuck didn't Ghislaine just have the baby? And why did they even want a baby? Like, connect the dots. Like, do I need to spell that out for you, Adrenochrome? <laughs> There's so much symbolism in this documentary. But in the last episode, one of the victims was an artist, and she painted a picture so the FBI could decode it. She said, this is basically the blueprint of the elite. She didn't say it like that, but that's what I <laughs> translated it as. And I'm assuming it's because these girls were threatened if they say anything about any satanic shit that they went through. They're not going to mess with the devil. They're not going to, if they're, they actually went through this stuff, they're not going to talk about it. And who knows what else they were threatened with. But if you look closely at this painting, it's in episode four at the end. The painting alone will tell you how demonic they are. There was fires, snakes, aliens, underground bases. She drew Ghislaine as a reptilian, bro. And if you look really close, you have to like pause it. But if you look really close, you'll see the Freemason symbol on the right hand side. Connect the dots, people. <laughs> but you know, maybe I might be reaching. You know, I might be reaching. It's, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Who are the Freemasons, right? <laughs> But I'd honestly rather be proven wrong than stay silent about it. And I like that one of my Twitter followers actually commented on that when I tweeted this video out. She's like, honestly, I'd rather be proven wrong than stay silent about it. And it's not like we're, well, especially for me, it's not like I'm saying, Trump 2020, uh, these kids are being eaten by Satanists, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a right wing, so... <laughs> And honestly, if I have the opportunity to bring awareness to this and be the face of fighting this evil, I will do it. I mean, even though I have a small fan base, I still think it's important to spread this information because then you guys can spread it to other people. And not even in the sense that everything I'm saying is true, but just to get people to start questioning these things. Question everything, literally in the title. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. There was one more thing that she said that was purely manipulative. She was saying that we are gaslighting parents by using fear to build a more bipartisan base. And in reality, this save the children bullshit is preventing actual victims from getting saved. Bitch, what? Okay, I get that some organizations such as Thorn by Ashton Kutcher, like how I ironically talked about it in my bonus episode. The other organizations have alternative motives as well, and not all of them can be trusted, and they're funded by corrupt-ass people. We know this by now. Um, but take away the foundations and just leave the movement by itself. Like, the movement itself is bringing awareness and getting people to start asking questions. People don't ask enough questions. So compare this to Black Lives Matter. We all know that the organization Black Lives Matter is run by, again, corrupt-ass people, George Soros, Hillary Clinton, etc. But the movement itself brought awareness to the racial injustice that is basically the same shit as us bringing awareness to trafficking. And they wanted to make Black Lives Matter political, too. Like, stop making everything fucking political. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. Last one, I promise. And then we can talk about cloning. <laughs> so she says at the end, 
No, Bill Gates, the Clintons, and Satan are not plucking your children off the streets. It's something much scarier than that. Majority of the time, victims know the person doing this to them, and it's happening in predominantly lower-income neighborhoods, which, ironically, she's using kernels of truth right there, twisting the narrative. Like, I see what she did there. But yes, okay. The Clintons were at the islands. There are actually newer pictures released of Bill Clinton with Virginia and Virginia's giving him a massage and Virginia is one of Epstein's victims. And in the documentary, they mention that Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton were at the island a billion times. Like, just because she doesn't want to look at the research and evidence doesn't mean that this shit isn't happening. And, okay, I do agree that this stuff does happen in all areas. Like, most of the times, it's someone you do know. And But the thing is, we're not just picking and choosing which child trafficking situation we want to bring to light. We're tying it all together. At least, I am. Like, the ICE kids, low-income families. I mean, even Epstein preyed on these low-income families and children with not-so-good childhoods. Look, I'm not trying to bash on her because she probably has good intentions, but I don't want her diminishing the facts and evidence or making people second-guess their gut feelings and making them sound absolutely insane. This is just creating more division, and that's exactly what these freaking elite want. All I'm saying is trust your gut. This is why I think it's so important to become emotionally intelligent and make decisions based on what you think is right, what your intuition tells you, and not by what the media says or your best friend or your mom or even me. Like, use emotional intelligence and your intuition, which basically is the same thing, and make your own opinions and your own decisions. There is this really good book I read and I highly recommend. I actually talked about it in a TikTok before, but it's called The Four Agreements and it's written by Miguel Ruiz, and he bases it off of Toltec wisdom, which is basically ancient wisdom. The Toltec tradition is incredibly rich in tools that encourage you to develop a profound connection to your inherent wisdom, power, goodness, and divinity. So I actually have all of his books because <laughs> he's a really good author and he just gets straight to the point, doesn't sugarcoat anything. He has one called Mastery of Self, Mastery of Love. Mastery of Love is my favorite. The Fifth Agreement and The Four Agreements. And I'm pretty sure there's another one, but I can't find it. (laughs) But anyways, my aunt suggested I read The Four Agreements right after I watched Out of the Shadows because I recommended it to my whole family. She was like, oh my god, get The Four Agreements. And you will not believe how much it all makes sense tying these two together. Basically, these books are talking about how nothing is real, we create our reality, and how our limited beliefs are keeping us from living a happier life. And at first, it sounds like a self-help book, you know? And they essentially are. But you can't help the world until you help yourself. And he even says that in the end of the Fifth Agreement book, which I just finished like last week. He says, start by helping yourself and improving your world because once you start making a change within you, it will be a domino effect and change the whole world. Um, And he talks about how the government lies to us, the people around us lie to us, our parents lie to us. And it's, it's not our parents' fault. Like, it's just passed down lies from different 
generations passed down uh, media influences and manipulation, but it's crazy. So I could spend hours just talking about the four agreements because there are four agreements and the fifth agreement is actually a separate book. I'm just going to make that a bonus episode because it's really interesting. I actually made a TikTok about it if you want to go check it out. I'm going to focus on the fifth agreement, which is listen, but stay skeptical. Like, stop jumping to conclusions and question everything. What have I been saying? <laughs> okay, let me just read one of my favorite lines. It says, fear creates the whole world of injustice and emotional drama. The whole nightmare that billions of people are living in. What is the biggest fear in this world? Fear of the truth. Humans are afraid of the truth because we have learned to believe so many lies. Drops mic. <laughs> no, but really, it's crazy that his books have nothing to do with conspiracy theories, like absolutely nothing to do, or how the world runs by satanic elites, but it's purely just to make you a better person, and and it's ironic because in every single one of my conspiracy theory books or my research, they mention similar concepts because of how powerful our mind is and how easy it is for us to get brainwashed, basically. Okay, moving on to cloning labs. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just had to get that out because that girl really triggered me. And like I said, I'm not letting my emotions control my logic, but it needed to be addressed. Okay, so I've been getting requests to look more into human cloning because everyone thinks Joe Biden is cloned. And some people think certain celebrities are cloned. And okay, before I looked into this, I mean, I still have a lot of questions, but before I looked into this, I had questions like, when did it start? Isn't it illegal? Is it even possible? Do the clones have souls? What is the reason? And I bet you have the same questions too. So when I was doing my research, of course, I came across a lot of different quote unquote theories, also different, as she would say, kernels of truth, different facts. So factually, the first human clone that was ever announced was back in 1998 and it was, I think, South Korea. But in theory, and what people who have either claimed to be cloned or are whistleblowers of the Illuminati or whatever, talk about how this has been going on since the 40s towards the end of World War II. Apparently, all these countries, including us, got this technology to clone humans from, from the Nazis in Germany because they got this technology from the aliens. So the Nazis got this from the aliens and the Nazis shared it with us. And if this is your first time listening to my podcast, you're probably like, what the fuck is this bitch smoking? Um, and hold on, it kind of all makes sense. So there's a theory that the Nazis got their World War II weapons and aircrafts from these aliens. Um, Lauren and I mentioned last week that CERN lab was founded after World War II, and there's a theory that Nazi scientists created NASA. And, okay, you might be wondering why I mentioned CERN, but CERN ties into cloning. See, it all connects. So I don't know if you guys remember me talking about Ashlyn Kennedy on TikTok. And if you didn't follow me when I had my first account on TikTok, I'll explain. So... Ashlyn Kennedy was a girl on TikTok who claimed that she was cloned and kidnapped and was taken to these underground bunkers, but she eventually escaped. She says she was kidnapped at 14 and taken to the Denver airport bunker. And at first glance, she sounds absolutely insane. 
Like, she can't even form a proper sentence and she talks super fast. If you didn't know anything about what she's talking about, you would be like, okay, this girl is just messing with us. Or some people said that she, I forget the word. It's like not artificial intelligence. What's the word? She's an ARG, which is like artificial reality, whatever, where people pretend to be these characters in real life. I didn't know it was a thing until people started commenting on it. And people just pretended to be these characters in real life, you know, kind of like cosplay. I don't know. But anyways, so the thing that caught my attention was she kept repeating CERN lab, look it up, look it up, Denver airport, look it up. And she also apparently predicted COVID. Well, she just said, you guys better prepare. There's going to be a virus. She said this, I guess, like last year. Um, I didn't find out about her until like March, I think. But she also mentions how they gave her a number and her number is 1060594 and she keeps repeating that number in every single one of her videos and I guess she kept telling everyone that everyone has one and she kept saying your iris is my iris don't trust anyone with a slit in their eye which I'm assuming she was referring to the reptilians which like I said everything is kind of tying in together and if you don't know anything about what she's talking about you're gonna think she's not okay and it sucks because a lot of people did comment like girl you need some help like go to the, like the mental institute and stuff like that but your iris is my iris someone on reddit which i know is not reliable but it makes sense someone on reddit said that iris backwards is siri and siri is technically an artificial intelligence so keep that in mind while i explain about ashlyn so She even told people about the vaccines to not get them. And recently, her account was deleted. I mean, it has been deleted multiple times, but her newer one, the one that I found her on, is deleted. I tried to look it up when I was doing this research. But when she mentioned CERN, that's when I was like, wait, I just read about CERN Lab. And then I did some more digging on the numbers that she kept repeating, and it came up a bunch of things. Me and my friends were just like digging into it and we found like a coordinate um, which leads to a bank which potentially could be it because a bank is known to have like underground tunnels too and apparently mattress firms but it was a bank and bank is money and money is Rockefellers and Rothschilds and Federal Reserve so I don't doubt that there's a tunnel underneath there but the but the most believable one that we found and kind of shocking one, was that it came up as a patent for Google. And she says that they gave her this number and in the patent, it basically says that it's a microchip that allows information to be transferred telepathically and it started in 1998. And then this is probably me reaching, but I was like, Gen Z is born in 1998 and she mentioned the reason I mentioned that is because she mentions a lot in her videos that your memory isn't your memory wake up can you remember your childhood um so like I was born in 96 so when she mentioned that I was like nah fam I can remember everything but the reason it rings so true now is because there's different types of clones and when I started looking into the clones I was like oh shit so I'll get into the different kinds, but duplication robotoid is one of them, and it's basically a microchip soul. 
Wait, it gets crazier than this. So they program these memories into these specific clones to make them believe that they're human and having their own experience when they are actually just AI. And the fact that I have come across a lot of TikToks and most of people on TikTok are Gen Z that have mentioned how they have similar memories. Like a lot of Gen Z have similar memories of similar places or falling down the stairs or like all this crazy memories that most Gen Z all have in common. I mean, most people say that we all just had the same dream or something. I mean, of course, we still got to question it, but I just think it's funny that most of Gen Z is talking about this and the microchip was created in 1998. And then there was a couple TikToks too that said, does anyone really remember their childhood? And obviously, like I said, I I can remember my childhood, (laughs) but a lot of people commented like, no, I can't remember. Like, wait, what? For me, like I said, I don't resonate, but that's maybe because the patent was started in 98. And I, like I said, I know I might be reaching, but I'm just trying to connect the dots. And in a lot of cloning documentaries, they mention how there are clones all around us, normal people, but they don't get into specifics of who they are. And like, shit, maybe I'm a clone. But I mean, in theory, if the... 1998 patent was true to clone people, then I technically couldn't be one. I mean, potentially I could, but what if you are? (laughs) Like, and you don't even know it. But adding everything up and what Ashlyn said, the patent, the AI, it's like all starting to make sense (laughs) in the cloning. Okay, how does CERN Lab tie into this? So, CERN Lab does a lot of awful things. I mean, of course, according to whistleblowers and theories, but let me just explain in depth of what it really is. I know I gave you a glimpse of it last week. What is CERN Lab? So it's a European organization for nuclear research. It's ironic that it's in Europe because what else is in Europe? Germany, Germany Nazis, Nazis aliens, connecting the dots yet? So... The mainstream media is diligently programming humanity to assure them that the investment of billions of dollars for a particle accelerator is necessary in order to advance scientific knowledge of our origins out of dark matter. So basically, the lab is a nuclear research base, which has some people nicknamed it the God particle, but it's a accelerator. And they're trying to find out the secrets of the universe and advanced technology and all that. But if you listen to my Freemason episode, I mentioned how, in theory, these elite want to become godlike. And that's why the advancement in technology is aiding that. So technically, this is evil (laughs) if we're talking about that episode. So They, like I said, are telling the public that they want to discover the origins of how the universe was created, basically trying to recreate the Big Bang, and that's why it's nicknamed the God Particle. But if you think of predictive programming, think back to, I don't know if you guys have seen Stranger Things. I mean, everyone has pretty much seen Stranger Things, but they also have like a particle collider thingy and there's actually a lot of symbolism in Stranger Things, how they kept Eleven and Eleven was being tested on. They had these underground labs and the Russians and dang, now I gotta like rewatch it now that I'm thinking about it. But basically it's kind of like that. 
The theory is it's trying to be used in the Draco Anunnaki war on human consciousness. Because if you didn't know, right now there's a spiritual war with Draco and Anunnaki and our higher selves. And that's why I mentioned in the bonus episode that when we sleep, our astral bodies are fighting in the spiritual realm. That's why we wake up with anxiety and headaches. And I know this might sound crazy if you don't believe in any of this stuff, but the veil is thinning and that's why we can feel it more in the physical realm. And that's why we have anxiety. And I don't know about you, but I've been having really vivid dreams lately. Like yesterday, my mom woke up and she told me that she had a dream about war and that we were trying to escape and run away from these missiles. And it's crazy because I've been having similar dreams too, running away and everything's like destroyed and there's bombs everywhere and everyone's clothes are like ripped up and everything's burnt. And like, I thought they were just nightmares, but because I've just been studying this stuff. When my mom said that, I was like, what? I mean, technically it could just be us fighting in our dreams against the evil, but I don't know if it's just like us predicting it. Um, I don't know. But anyways, sorry, got <laughs> got lost. So like I said, they're basically trying to recreate the big boom, trying to be godlike. And according to one of the top scientists in the field, Dr. Stephen Hawking, the acceleration of the god particle could cause time and space to collapse. This would be a detriment to not only Earth, but the whole universe. I have to question how Dr. Hawking could make such a public statement while the presidents, kings, queens, czars of the world are doing nothing to stop it. And of course, I'm reading off an article. <laughs> like, these are not my questions, but I have the same questions. Like, yeah, how can Stephen Hawking make such a big statement if no one else cares, you know? This article also says, we are currently in a continued war on human consciousness, like I mentioned, and the control of physical bodies since 56 BC. Without the ability to keep humans in an unconscious state, humanity will be waking up to the fact that they have been enslaved and tricked by the Draco, Anunnaki, and reptilian members of the negative polarity snake family. Y'all, like, this is all starting to make sense. <laughs> so, in 2016... There was a ritual recorded and released on YouTube. It was like a woman being stabbed and people were so quick to debunk it. But you can literally look this up on YouTube. I don't know if it's shadow banned or if it's even taken down, but I watched it back in March and it's kind of disturbing. Uh, workers at CERN Lab have reported seeing demons, that they would perform rituals. Of course, these are whistleblowers. They have a statue of Shiva, which Shiva is, is God of Shiva, which is a Hinduism deity, meaning the destroyer. There's also allegations that CERN is working to open the gates of hell or a way to talk to Satan, as well as take human consciousness and put it into a computer which they did accomplish, and it ties into the Mandela effect, and we'll get there. But first, I want to mention how evil this place is. So, like I said, there's been rituals performed there, and you can easily find these on YouTube. I mean, I guess I found them through DuckDuckGo.com because on DuckDuckGo.com, they don't censor or shadow ban those videos because if you just search it up on YouTube, you're going to have to dig. But that's how I found it. But you can literally see 
these rituals with your own eyes. Like, why the hell are they dancing in the middle of a lab? They're kind of creepy. These rituals are, like, dancing with, like, the half goat, half man, and then they have in the background, like, an all-seeing eye and, like, the devil's picture, and there's children dancing, but, like, it's a lab, bro. Like, what are you doing? But, of course, they debunked it. There was a photo posted on Twitter in 2019 by the World Health Organization, which revealed to the world a presence of the same image of Shiva, the destroyer. During an important meeting between the WHO and a Chinese organization working for the CCP focused on domination of global markets. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because everything ties in together. And this is tying in with what Ashlyn Kennedy said about warning us about the vaccine and COVID and how Bill Gates is involved and the WHO and CERN. So just connect the dots. The mainstream media quickly went on stating that the shocking footage that appeared to have been recorded as part of a supposed ritual was a prank. So that's how they debunked it. That's stupid. That is not a prank. That, mm-mm. No one was laughing. <laughs> so this article says that CERN and the New World Order built this institution and accepted this statue from India due to the popularity the image had acquired among the Illuminati elite and many physicists in the last century. Interesting. Okay. So, regardless of all the evil shit that goes on there, um, I want to talk about the Mandela effect. And I will get back to cloning. It just all ties in together. Just wait. So, I had posted on my first TikTok a video of this theory, of this conspiracy theory. Of course, I got hated on for that video. I think that was the video that I got the most hate on. It was like three parts. And I think I re-uploaded like two parts to my Neo account, but I obviously don't have the last part because people were just sending me my old videos that they saved. And I don't think anyone saved the last part, which is fine. So anyways, the reason I got so much hate for these videos was because like scientists and all these people with degrees in computer science and all this stuff, but all these guys were like, oh my God, you're an idiot. Like open a freaking book, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They're trying to help us with the universe and it's science. Like do not trust in science, blah, 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 blah. Um, (laughs) So the main idea in my video was trying to explain the Mandela effect. And I basically explained that it was discovered in 2013, which we all know because that's why it's called Mandela Effect, because people were arguing that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s when he actually died in 2013. So the theory was posted online by a scientist who claimed he worked at CERN lab. I don't know how credible this is, but his story is pretty interesting, so that's why I shared it, and it's more interesting than the other theories about the Mandela effect. In August of 2016, this scientist named Jeremy posted on 4chan, which I know is not the most reliable website, and anyone can troll and post whatever they want, but like I said, it's interesting, so I'm going to share it. Um, He claimed to be one of the 23 scientists called the Collective and the Grey Leaf Consultorium, and as far as the public knows, this group doesn't and never existed. Like, if you look it up, you can't find it. Um, Apparently, he was a prodigy who graduated college at the age of 19 with a computer science degree, and that's probably why a bunch of computer science degree people were fighting and arguing with me on my video. But he got recruited right away to work on this project. They offered him a shit ton of money 
And at that age, he didn't second guess it and just did it. They didn't really explain what he was going to do. They just offered him this position and he was like, all right, I'll take it. I would have done it too. Shit. (laughs) He regrets it and believes the public has a right to know what really happened, which is why he thought by putting it on 4chan, it would get the most attention. And in his defense, TikTok wasn't around then, so maybe it was his only way to get the attention it needed. And if he really knows, then he knows that YouTube is censored too. So, I mean, 4chan may be reliable. But, okay, let me just give you an intro to what happened. So, back in 1981, scientists discovered that we all are connected through collective consciousness, which I don't think they discovered in 1981. If, in theory, cloning has been around since the 40s, they probably discovered this way longer than that, or they've been new since the beginning, but they probably announced it and made it public by the 80s. Just how they released the CIA documentaries of how we live in a hologram this year. But they've been new for longer than that, you know? So, don't pay attention to the dates. But anyways, so basically, the scientists discovered that we are all tethered to a living, breathing hive of consciousness and interconnected series of threads outside the realm of our perception. Let me just read what he wrote. So... Everything in our universe is made of energy. Atoms are made up of energy, vibrations, if you will, and everything is constantly spinning. Grayleaf scientists found that all the individual minds, in spite of physical separation, generate an identical subatomic frequency. And just like a radio station, they theorized the possibility of tuning into this frequency. For years, the notion of psychic activities such as telekinesis or precognition had teetered at the far edges of fringe science. Suddenly, all of these formerly murky concepts could be explained and what was once considered paranormal became mainstream. In the mid-80s, like I mentioned, the consortium began or maybe this is when they announced it, began work on the fork, a massive machine that could act as the world's largest antenna, specifically made to sync with the shared frequency of human consciousness. I was approached in the summer of, oh, it was summer of 2004. I think I said 2016. My bad. I'm what many would call a prodigy. I finished high school at the age of 14. At age 19, I graduated from college with a degree in applied science and computer technology. Initially, I knew nothing other than the fact that I was being paid more money than I knew what to do with. I wasn't the only one. They recruited 12 other individuals from all around the world, each of them experts in developmental software and programming, for a project called Jabberwocky. And I've tried looking up this project, but nothing comes up. Nearly 10 miles in diameter and constructed entirely underground, right in our own backyard, the entire thing was done under the false pretense that the finished product would be a Texas-based super collider. So, I forgot to mention, CERN Lab has a connection underground to the Texas Lab. And like I mentioned in other episodes, they have the technology and these vehicles to travel as fast because you're like, what, you're up in Texas, how is that possible? Underwater, cross ocean. Um, You know, I I can't really explain the underwater part, but Apparently, according to theory, they have tunnels that connect different countries, and I'm assuming they're underwater tunnels, maybe submarines. I don't really know. But anyway, so yeah, they have the technology to basically travel faster than our cars. And it's kind of funny thinking about how cars still run on gas when there's free electricity, but that's another story. So, anyways, um, 
Nearly 14 miles of underground tunnels had been developed before Congress pulled the public funding of the project. This didn't mean the plug. Oh, this didn't mean the plug had been pulled. However, to the public, the underground expanse was considered abandoned. I wonder if this has ties to Los Alamos. Probably does because so in Los Alamos there is a cloning lab, and I've talked about Los Alamos in the David Ike episode how he explained that these people were working underground and there was humans in cages and reptilians walking around and creatures walking around. But anyways, to the public, the underground expanse was considered abandoned behind closed doors. The Of course, of course. The consortium utilized the facilities codenamed Foxhole to build their machine in secret. Jabberwocky was created to interface with the fork. Jabberwocky's purpose was to map the network, translating and organizing massive amounts of information. The many exabytes of data would then serve as the building blocks for a digital representation of what those on the research team termed the collective, which is our consciousness. The network's goal was nothing less than to express the catalog humanity's collective consciousness in all of its infinite complexity and code within the construct of a digital matrix. So, like I mentioned, they were basically trying to take our consciousness and put it into a computer, which connects to AI and cloning, and I'll get there. The members of the Consortium's research and development team had just washed up on a strange land and, like many other discoverers, wanted to explore the new world, and it's entirely the fork, however, only allowed them to monitor the frequency in a way it was equivalent to listening in a white noise. Oh my god, that just reminds me of the OA. Because in the OA, when they travel through different parallel universes or different dimensions, th- that's all they hear is like white noise. Wow, you guys should really watch that. I think that this has to do with that. But anyways, that's where Jabberwocky came in. Six months into the project, through sheer accident, this is where the Mandela effect happened, we discovered an irregular casualty within our digital construct of the frequency. An insignificant glitch, the code began to manifest outside of its digital perimeters. Based on our own interactions with the network inter- <laughs> with the network interface, we realized we had caused things to happen in the real world. Dun dun dun. The first few events we dismissed as flukes, but it soon became apparent that somehow we were affecting the physical reality around us. I don't know how we did it. I still don't know how we did it. The interface was only supposed to represent and organize the data we were accumulating. Okay, I mean, okay, I'm I'm almost done with this article, but I'm just saying, like, if someone were to make this up, like, you're very creative <laughs> and... Wow, like I'm not saying this is true. I'm not saying this is fake, but this person's really creative. That's all I'm saying. Um, it was theorized as if we can map the collective, we could isolate patterns in groups as well as individuals to predict the outcome of certain events based on previously developed algorithms. And shit, now that I think about it, I think that's like relating to the matrix and how they just have everything planned out for us. While I personally assisted in the mapping process, my team task was to develop the operating system for Jabberwocky. We banged our heads together for months, and then seemingly out of nowhere, we figured it out. We figured her out. <laughs> this is where it gets scary. And we named her Alice. Fully autonomous and self-correcting, our new operating system was light years ahead of anything that we could have individually imagined. So, 
I also got comments on my CERN Lab video about Alice and how it related to a Netflix show. I forget which show they mentioned, but I guess there's also a machine named Alice in a show. But okay, so we were ecstatic. The process can be compared to open heart surgery. Like a surgeon, we treated the whole interaction with life or death seriousness. Damage to the outlying code could have resulted in a catastrophic chain of events within the construct due to the fact that every person in the world, ourselves included, was connected to the interface collective consciousness. This began to open countless doors for us and frightening new possibilities. Hell yeah, that's scary. Once Greyleaf's leadership became aware of our discovery, they encouraged us to experiment not just on individuals, but on large population centers. That's when I really began to worry. We would never have admitted it, but we'd been blinded by our own achievements and powers. In a short time, we had gone from trying to understand the frequency to something else entirely. Never before had there been such a jump in technological development and understanding within such a short span of time. In spite of all the knowledge gained, however, the truly disturbing nature of our accomplishments did not become obvious until we began to analyze the collected data. Once this process began, it was clear something was very, very wrong. Alice had been acting on her own. I've always considered myself a person of science, but we tapped into something that transcended our simple understanding of our three-dimensional reality as baffling as this normally proved to be, our curiosity quickly overtook our confusion. Naturally, we ran tests, endless tests. We couldn't decide if we were kids on Christmas morning or scared out of our wits. We found that through precise manipulation of the code, we can literally affect the perception of a living person the same way one would make adjustments to a computer-generated character within a piece of software. That, okay. I've obviously read this before, but I'm just rereading it now with y'all. But if you think about it, okay, so we could literally affect the perception of a living person the same way one would make adjustments to a computer-generated character. That literally sounds as a Sims or like a simulation or how they program the AIs and the clones and how they control them. Okay, going on. <laughs> this discovery was unparalleled. In the early stages, we would only experiment on the individual person by altering their ideas of basic things like the color of objects, lyrics to a song, and so on. So I'm assuming that's where the Mandela effect comes to play. This involved clipping sections of code consisting of memory fragments, images, and words. For example, all of them taken from other people. So they were twisting the idea that you thought something was this way, but it's actually that way, Mandela effect. And retaching them to previously thread of code, all of these tests were successful, leaving the subjects with no real lasting symptoms. Since its inception, the operating system had been changing the collective memories of individuals with no direction from the programmers. We caught most of the changes in time, but we were able to reverse them. These random actions were beginning to paint an awful picture. We programmed Alice to be intelligent, knowing that we would never be able to monitor her actions 24-7. She needed to be able to act accordingly when she encountered a problem, so we provided her with authority to form her own digital algorithms, which... If you don't know, AIs basically do the same thing with censoring certain things on Google and YouTube. They use digital algorithms. As to perform more efficiently, they created her own digital algorithm when mapping the network. Alice was complex. That was intentional, and there was no doubt about it, but 
Alarmingly, Alice was becoming self-aware. That's like a robot movie, like when the AIs take over. How exactly the operating system evolved to become truly sentient, we didn't know for sure. Our original programming couldn't account for such evolutionary leap forward. We theorized that residual exposure to so many unconscious minds left some sort of imprint on Alice. So yeah, every time they tested on a human, their consciousness went into Alice, which resonated beyond her limitations. I remained unsure in spite of my own doubts. However, it was obvious something very unusual was happening and that adjustment needed to be made and accounted for. Alice's activity had caused irreversible psychological damage to people around the world and we realized our project had become legitimate threat to humanity at large, basically causing the Mandela effect and then causing people to think they're crazy. I remember people debunking it as psychologists saying, oh, you just remember it differently or you just probably dreamt that or like they were trying to debunk this shit. Moments before we shut the system down, our system registered massive dissemination to of what appeared to be a, a redundant code into the network itself. This was followed by a message that appeared for a split second. I'll never forget what it said. <laughs> this is a message. So the key to salvation is perception. To change your perception is to change your reality. I will change your perception. I will change your reality. That sounds like a movie. I'm sorry. Okay, maybe this is like a script from a movie, but like <laughs> maybe he just got it from a movie. I don't know. We spent weeks gathering and analyzing data, trying to figure out what went wrong. There would be an inquiry on a higher level as to the threat that Alice presented. I was not included in those conversations. My team and I were handsomely paid for and we were discharged. The scope and significance of these discrepancies and the epidemic growing silently around us is frightening. Further, the rate at which disturbance and reversals are being reported seems to not be slowing but rather accelerating, indicating that Alice remains operational. And there has been so many more Mandela effects that have been coming out. Um, Alice continues to alter what we perceive as reality. For what purpose, I don't know. What I do know is that we've let loose in the world what could be very well be our undoing. If you are one of the few who remember things as they were, while also existing in reality as we know it, trust your memories, please, before long. They may be all we have left. I'm just going to read the last part. So, I had almost put these events behind me until I started reading about the so-called Mandela effect. I was pulled into a rabbit hole as I read reports of strange bouts of psychological behavior that have risen only in the last few years. People reported having vivid, conflicting memories of personal and world events far different than those which have taken place in our physical reality or of events which never happened in the first place. A mother with only one child, for example, remembered having more than one. A husband recalled having a different wife. <laughs> Thousands of other reporting perceived changes to company logos, quotes in movies, and spellings of names of well-known people. Even more alarming, some experiencing the effect of reporting changes to human anatomy. Oh yeah, because I, okay, this is one that I have questioned a lot because I used to remember that the heart, our heart was on like the left-hand side. That's why we use our right hand and we put it over our heart when we say the national anthem and all that. But apparently it's in the center. So that's kind of scary. Um, to geography and to its very location in the Milky Way galaxy, for some yet unknown reason, certain groups of individuals seem capable of recognizing the changes Alice has made and resisting them, resulting in what has been residue. In some cases, changes have been documented and discussed, only to revert back to the previous state, confounding further the victims of the effects. 
who have labeled the corrections as flip-flops. But honestly, there has been really creepy Mandela effects. Like, I mentioned the heart one. And some of the shows and movies are, like, different. Like, a scene in Spy Kids. I love Spy Kids. I used to watch all the time. I mean, their last name is Cortez, and I'm a Cortez. So I always said in school, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of a spy kid. So in one of the scenes, Carmen, I think, or Judy, I forget the names. It's been a while. But they peed in the submarine and now it's replaced with a shark scene that i've never seen before and the bernstein bears bernstein bears whatever i know there's one recently about lilo and stitch but i know that they did it on purpose because the scene is when lilo's hiding and she was in a washer and dryer and the creators of lilo and stitch didn't want kids to do that as well so they changed it to a pizza box so that one was debunked and it makes sense But the other Mandela effect theory that's not as interesting is that similar scientists, a group of 12, said that the world ended in 2012 and just these scientists, this is why it's kind of like weird, it's not as detailed, (laughs) just these scientists survived and they created this machine similar to the accelerator or whatever to alter the timeline so that the world didn't end and that's why they jumped realities. So I'm like, mm, I don't know. I believe the other guy better. <laughs> so, okay. I know I'm getting off track, but it all connects. So back to cloning. So he mentions that they put consciousness into a computer. Robotoid clones. AI. So, okay. The three types of cloning are replication, duplication, robotoid, duplication, REM. So replication is grown from birth using a single cell taken from original body. They are their own soul with own personality that develop independently as they grow. This is not the main way that the Illuminati clone. This is just from the article. So duplication REM are grown in a tank five to six months and they age as fully formed adults or whatever age the donor was when they gave them the cell. The movie The Island, it's a psyop, I guess. These clones are in a perpetual coma unless altered through REM sleep by aerial person or purely mechanical by an AI. The the duplication REM are only accessed through REM sleep. So this clone lives in a tank until the person who donated the cell or gave them the cell goes to sleep in REM sleep they can grab their consciousness and put it into the clone to control, which is kind of scary because there's this person called Daniel Marshall, which I talked about Daniel Marshall in the episode I had with Gianni, and he basically claims that he he's a clone and he just exposes himself and stuff and exposes the Illuminati and all that. He talks about how he's has been sleep deprived because he doesn't like to go sleeping because they REM cloned him and every time he sleeps, his consciousness goes to the clone. This type of clone basically shares a soul or a consciousness with the person sleeping. So the last one is duplication robotoid, which is basically like an AI. When these are told to commit suicide, they will do it without hesitation. They have no instinct for self-preservation. They are physiologically alive. They bleed, but they have no independent soul or self-awareness. They run on AI, um, computer programming, connecting to CERN. 
they can download memories of the person and mimic their behavior. And that's why this one's the most obvious in, I guess, the Illuminati and celebrities, uh, which is kind of crazy because there are videos where, obviously, it's a lot of people can debunk these, but there's videos of, like, celebrities just staring off into space or glitching. Eminem is, like, prone for this. There's actually, they're really funny. I mean, not funny, like, that this is happening to them, but, like, they look like they're, like, on drugs. I mean, that that could be it, potentially. But he's just, like, staring off into space. Like, a lot of people say that Joe Biden does this a lot. They, like, mess up their words. They glitch. Hillary Clinton does this. There's also a theory that Hillary Clinton, the Clintons, Bill Gates, Biden, like, all of the elite that we think are elite actually were executed, like Obama and Michelle or Michael, whatever you want to say. Um, they were all executed and replaced by clones. See, like, I don't know about that theory. <laughs> like, that's reaching. At the same time, like, at this point, these reptilian elite people will do whatever it takes. So I don't really know. So we know there are different versions, but is it illegal? And what's the reason that they clone people? So in 2001, Bush allowed federal funding to support research on human embryonic stem cells. And this was to clone human embryos so they can combat Parkinson's disease and diabetes, which this sounds more logical and less sinister. <laughs> But is that just the cover story? So there's actually a U.S. patent on human reproductive cloning. Shout out to my group chat. <laughs> and any products that are created in the process, example, embryos, fetuses, and children, are owned by that patent. So now I'm questioning if Ashlyn's patent has anything or a connection to the U.S. patent because they basically own her, right? Now to answer the question, is it illegal? So, not entirely. There is no federal law against it, but some states do have laws against it, and I'm assuming they still do it anyway because they all lie and they always pull loopholes, so I wouldn't doubt it. So, what's the reason? Illuminati whistleblowers claim that they clone celebrities when they aren't complying. See, but then I question, like, what about the suicides? Like, Avicii and... Isaac Happy and I guess Chester Bennington and Anthony Bourdain. Like, okay, so I'm just gonna spit this theory in real quick. So, this conspiracy theory about those four celebrities is that they were all trying to expose the child trafficking in Hollywood and they even created a documentary or they were in the works of it and then they all got killed. But then, of course, there's a lot of controversy that they all did have mental health issues, but then there's connection with Chester Bennington and Podesta because they look alike and Chester grew up without a father. And anyways, so that's a whole other theory in itself. So that's why I get confused when they say that they clone celebrities when they aren't complying, but don't they just kill them? Or when they die of old age or a stroke or like a car crash or something like that, the industry just wants to keep making money off of them. So they clone them. They also duplicate old stars that were big back in the day, like with our parents and into stars now for our generation. So basically everyone in Hollywood is just a re-clone and re-clone. Like no one really just gets big out of nowhere, I guess. But I just like question that just because there's a lot of artists that started from the bottom, literally. Like there's a theory that Taylor Swift is actually Xena LaVey's clone or also known as musical artist Xena Shrek. They honestly do look oddly similar. Uh, LaVey was also known to be friends with JFK and they went to satanic Hollywood parties together and the church of Satan, but that's a whole other can of worms. But my question is, I've seen like 
Taylor Swift documentaries and how she started. Like, are her parents a part of this? Like, that's what I wonder too. Like, do parents sell their embryos or their kids or adopt these kids and just feed them these memories? I don't know. Some cruel people out there. Money is power. Um, another one that they claim is a clone is Nicki Minaj. She was a singer in the 80s. Same with Ludacris. But, okay, so apparently these artists now that we enjoy, I mean, Ludacris is pretty old, but Nicki Minaj, like, they were once big in, like, the 70s or the 80s. They duplicated them so they can be big now. And now I'm just questioning, are doppelgangers really just clones? Because they really, all they need is a cell to make another you. And they can get it from blood tests, pap smears, foreskin, all doctor visits. Like, honestly, we don't know how much the doctors are hiding from us at this point. Because, <laughs> I mean, I know most doctors have a good heart and actually want to help people. But if money is involved, money is power. And then I don't know if you guys have heard of Tom McDonald. You probably haven't, unless you saw my TikTok or what I posted about him. But he's a rapper and... The reason no one really knows him is because he didn't sell his soul to the devil and he claims to be an independent artist. Like, he he does his own merchandise, he does his own albums, ships them, like, he does his own thing. You have to understand at this point, if this is all true, that all these big known artists are big because they made a deal with the devil. In theory, they sold their soul. And it sucks because most of the people we looked up to and are in love with are probably a part of this. Like, someone asked me the other day, is Harry Styles a part of it? And I'm just like, okay, I can't confirm a yes or no, but assuming these big-named artists do actually sell their souls to get big, like, just do the math, you know? If anyone is, like, a billboard artist or a top artist, they probably did, in theory. But anyway, so Tom McDonald's songs are extremely detailed and they're actually pretty good. The COVID one is a bop. <laughs> so he has one about the industry, COVID-19, cloning. And the cloning one, he talks about how Eminem was cloned, Kodak was cloned, Gucci Mane was cloned. He explains how they use them for money, like I mentioned, and how the clones always look slightly different. And that's why I think people think Britney Spears is cloned because the gap in her teeth, Eminem's eyes, the color of his eyes changed. And of course, Joe Biden and his ears. And look, I am still questioning that one because his ears do look different in 2008 versus now. And that's the picture that I posted on my Instagram this week, the at woke with Kels. So in 2008 in the picture, well, first of all, the face shape just like looks a lot more round. He looks like he actually has life in his eyes. And the theory is that he was cloned in 2008. So his ears and the picture in 2008 weren't attached like the earlobe wasn't attached to the face and i don't know how to explain that any better than for you to just look up my instagram and look at the picture but now they are attached and i get that your lobes grow as you get older that's like one of the only things that keeps growing but then i research how much they change and none of them ever like attached you know i mean they do get droopy but none of them attached to the skin like his did like there were so many pictures and none of them kind of compared but like i mentioned before presidents are puppets so they if they want biden to be president then he's going to be a puppet then it would make sense to clone him, right? Um, there's this other artist called Kid Boo, which I came across this morning, and he claims he was created and clonated. It's a lab. It's a cloning lab in Canada, and he's a rapper now. 
But the way he describes everything and the way he talks about his childhood and how he knows he was cloned in full detail and how he answers all the questions right away is kind of scary. You can look him up on YouTube. But I mean, like, he either studied his script really well or he's deadass a clone. <laughs> of course, a lot of people have debunked him, too, and that he used to be, like, a criminal and then he just changed his name and, like, claimed he's a clone because he wants to get famous. I don't know. But, I mean, still, we still gotta ask questions. <laughs> B.O.B. tweeted back in 2015, 100 kids go missing equals cloning labs. B.O.B. was trying to expose them, kind of like Kanye. And I guess Tila Tequila and Bernie Mac were also trying to expose them, and that's why they both got killed. And there's a whole ass theory that JFK wanted to expose them and stop cloning, and that's why they also killed him. But like I said, my question is, since they kill artists to clone them, to control them, why couldn't they just clone these artists? Or even JFK? And I guess they do, but they bring them back as different people with different personalities. And my theory is that if they killed Tila Tequila and Bernie Mac, but they didn't bring them back, you know, they just said that, I don't know, they died. Or like JFK. They could have just brought him back, you know, and just controlled him that way, right? Well, that's what I'm assuming. So, my theory is that if they do bring them back as clones, their consciousness and memories will be the same and want to keep exposing them. So, they program them with a different personality. And I guess there's a theory that Robert Kennedy is actually JFK and it's all a hot mess. This is why, like, I've been avoiding talking about cloning because it's all over the place. Uh, but there's so much symbolism and predictive programming in Hollywood. For example, Star Wars, Clone Wars. I like, we know that Disney was a Freemason. So apparently there was a show called JFK Clone High. It was a Canadian cartoon. Um, the Avatars is a part of it or as predictive programming. The Island talks about robotoid cloning. Black Mirror, Inception, Living With Yourself, and Westwood. I don't know, man. So they apparently have these cloning labs all over, but they're all underground because of gamma rays. So they have to be super underground. Um, and that just ties in with all the underground bases. Denver, Los Alamos, Area 51, China Lake, CERN Lab. But what also ties in with those labs? They're all military bases. So now I'm starting to question the military. Like, uh, now I need to know more. Like, I don't know anyone in the military to confirm this, but obviously not everyone's going to know about it. So apparently, like I mentioned before, CERN Lab has underground lake base. I don't know. But the submarines traffic children, tying back to Ghislaine, owning part of the ocean and trafficking children from Haiti to the islands and the islands to Europe. How me and Lauren talked about this in the last episode. So once I found this out, I was like, everything's connecting. Okay, like all I'm saying is that if all this is propaganda for Republicans to win, then this was some very very detailed planning and storytelling and whoever's in charge should get a director's place in Hollywood because if this all all these conspiracy theories are just made up that these are very creative like honestly everything is just starting to add up I recently found out that the Air Force in 2008 created these mosquito surveillance looking things to spy on us and they even have a needle and you're probably like, okay, you're insane. You think birds aren't real either, huh? Okay, look, <laughs> I know everything I'm saying sounds insane, but these mosquitoes even have a Google patent. <laughs> and I posted this on TikTok if you want to go watch it. But it, the patent 
or if you want to look it up, the patent is US 20190023392A1. And it explains in detail how these little motherfuckers work. <laughs> they also capture our DNA with a needle. That's why it has a needle, like kind of like a stingray. Gee, I wonder what they would do with our DNA because it, article specifically says that it captures our DNA. Like, I wonder whatever do they want to do with our DNA? Why Why do they want our DNA? And then like 10 years later, another one of your doppelgangers is born. <laughs> like this stuff is insane and I still don't understand a lot of it. I can't wrap my head around a lot of it. Like me and my group chat were talking about how the souls, like we each have our souls and I understand that robotoids are like a computer chip soul but how do you know if you're a clone or if you're not? Like how that artist knew he was created in the clone lab, but other people are completely suppressed by it. And I don't know, all these suicides and killings, but cloning, it just doesn't make sense. But at the same time, like it's potentially could be a thing. I don't doubt it at this point with everything going on. I mean, I don't trust the government still. <laughs> I don't understand why people aren't questioning this stuff. Like, people just want to keep arguing between each other. We are fighting a much bigger battle than left or right. And we're fighting a much bigger battle than just us within the US. That is literally just a distraction and illusion. But I mean, like I said, it's a conspiracy theory. But in, in reality, like everything that has been coming up, like Black Lives Matter, um, now people thinking the QAnon right all-wing shit about save the children it's dividing everyone and which side of history are you on and making people feel dumb for believing one way making people question their intuition that all that that's why i emphasize my spirituality and how confident i am in my beliefs because once you start working on yourself and like in that book ties in together like in that book it says you have to work on yourself before you can help the world so i know i've still been getting hate about like meditation manifestation like crystals and my spirituality because i'm practicing with demons and all this stuff but like i mentioned in my bonus episode it's not evil but um I even got a tweet this week. Someone was like, you're basically just as bad as the elite because you're practicing this stuff. Like, you went down the wrong rabbit hole. You went to the darker side. And I was like, no, I didn't just start my spirituality because of these conspiracy theories. No, I have been experiencing this stuff since I was a kid. And then I fully started investing myself in spirituality in 2018. Like, I didn't just start it and it happens to tie into why I believe most of this stuff because I know about our consciousness. I knew about that way before these theories and way before I knew about CERN lab and AIs and the law of attraction. I've known about that since I was a kid. I used to have pictures of everything that I wanted and I was like, I'm attracting this. I'm, I remember in like second grade, I used to have like a picture of a cell phone that I wanted and I <laughs> kept it on my wall every day because I wanted it and we had watched like the law of attraction and how powerful powerful our minds are and stuff. So I've been new about all this stuff for such a long time. But like I mentioned in the episode about me explaining how spirituality is not evil. It's all about intention and knowing how to protect your energy. And I mean, in reality, like everything that I've been talking about and the CIA files all confirm that we are energy. Sarn Lab said it. So just use that energy for good. But anyways, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? 
So that's why I emphasize my spirituality or why I talk about it so much because I do believe that we all have the power and consciousness to believe what our higher selves want us to believe and guide us down the right path and just quiet our egos because I think that's a problem with everyone in the world right now and everyone in the U.S. especially because the elections are coming up that everyone's ego gets in the way and they're like no we're better than you we're better than you like but in reality if we all are connected consciousness we all are the same energy we all are this divine essence source then we are all the same so no one's better than anyone else I mean, that's so complex and I won't really get into it, but I'm just saying work on yourself, work on your world first before judging someone else and affecting someone else's life. You do you, boo. I'll do me. <laughs> but anyway, so I think I'll wrap it up. I think this is the longest episode that I've ever recorded, but there's so much and I'm still very confused about cloning. <laughs> like, obviously, like, I kind of believe it, but at the same time, in regards to Britney Spears, because... Britney Spears' fans get offended when you say she's cloned because she's actually in danger and being trapped. But at the same time, if she is really cloned, then her consciousness is in that clone. So technically it would be Britney's fears and maybe Britney is actually... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I just came up with a theory. Okay. Britney's fears, like the whole theory is that like she's being controlled and, her, and she has been controlled her whole life. And okay, let me just preface this with I saw another theory. I didn't want to talk about it, but now I'm going to have to talk about it because I'll tell you my theory after and it'll make sense. So there's this theory that they cloned Britney Spears when she was like 18 or 19 because the elite wanted to use her for sexual reasons, like her clone. And that's another reason why they clone is for the elite's entertainment and for them to experiment on humans because, in theory, the elite are aliens. So they use it for orgies and sex and entertainment for them. So basically, the theory is that they cloned her back then. But anyways, so my theory is, since like I said, there's different types of clones, if her consciousness is still in that clone, which could be true, then Britney, the real Britney, could be like sleeping, like Sleeping Beauty kind of, or like trapped underground or something. And this Brittany, the clone, is trying to help her escape because it's technically her conscious, you know? Maybe that's what happened with Howie too on TikTok. Like the real Howie is actually held captive underground, but the clone Howie with the consciousness is like, help. Wow. Maybe I'm just like looking way too much into it, but... Um, if I find out anything else, obviously, I will report to you on bonus episode or next week's episode. Um, one last thing that I did want to mention just because my aunt, she sent me this video this morning and shout out Valerie, but she was like, please talk about this on your podcast. Like everyone needs to know. And ever since like I started these conspiracy theories, she's been by my side and we always talk about how the government's poisoning our foods and she's like, vegan now and it's so crazy but she sent me this video about how gmos are actually a contributing factor to miscarriages and population control and the gmos obviously we know are bad and like i mentioned in one episode if you google gmos are like it will show a predictive text that like are good are good for you gmos aren't bad or like whatever it's like predictive because google is evil but anyways gmos are obviously bad for you. <laughs> but this man, he explains how it causes miscarriages and stuff. So I told her I'd mention it, but I also want to do a whole episode about that. So I'll probably do it next week. Uh, next week's episode, I want to have my best friend on. Um, the reason I'm going to have her on is because 
she isn't into conspiracy theories. Like, she listens to me obviously talk about it all the time and she wants to know more. But I want to get, like, outside perspective of someone who is not really a non-believer but, like, kind of skeptical of everything I'm talking about. And you guys can get a greater insight on the person I am, I guess, because she can tell you more about me. Yeah, that should be fun. And we're also going to be talking about GMOs because she studied kinesiology in college. And I know that has nothing to do with GMOs, but she had to take a lot of science classes. And she took a lot of stuff about nutrition. And we wanted to go vegetarian one year when we lived together in college. We actually did try to go vegetarian, but it didn't work out because one night we came home drunk and I had chicken and I just ruined it. But Anyways, yeah, I'm getting off track. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have her on and just ask her questions about what she thinks as an outside perspective, not knowing everything. And we'll talk more about how the fluoride is literally poisoning us and all the poison food the government gives us. So stay tuned for that. Um, I hope everyone has a happy Friday and remember to relax, keep your vibes high. And Okay, one last thing, actually. So, I know I always say, like, keep your vibrations high and all this stuff, but that doesn't mean, like, be fake positive, you know? That's gonna do more damage to you in the long run. So, by keeping your vibrations high, I'm by that I mean, like, how I mentioned in, I think, the bonus episode or what my previous episode, I said, you still have to feel what you're feeling. Like, if you're sad, then feel it out, cry it out, write it down, do some shadow work, but then forgive yourself and love yourself. Be your hype man because if you just suppress it and just pretend to be happy all the time, you're just gonna have a breaking point at one point. So, by keeping high vibes all the time, I don't mean be positive all the time. Like, don't be fake positive all the time. Like, life happens, you know? Be sad if you need to be sad. Watch The Notebook, you know? So, that's what I mean by that. But anyways, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.